Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Incoming facts from Stadium and Gale. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts Only, a recruiting podcast in association with Stadium and Gale. This is your boy, Connor, uh, joined by my co-host, Nick Marcinko. Glad to be back, guys. Nick, how you doing, man? It's been a while since we recorded last. Um, Lots changed, lots happened over the course of the last, really the last week, last couple weeks. Um, Everything going well for you, sir? Yeah, man, it took a while for us to uh, to get on the board there, it seemed like, but uh, I'm glad we're back and I'm ready to talk some Gator football, some Gator recruiting with you. Most definitely, man. Like we said, we uh, we kind of expected April to be a big month. It didn't turn out that way. Uh, we get our way all the way to the end of April, beginning of March, and the fireworks finally start to go off. A uh, couple commits in the last week uh, for the 2023 class, as well as a late addition to the 2022 class. Uh, with a junior college offensive lineman, but we're going to go over all of that and more here in just a minute. Um, Like I said, Stadium and Gale facts only brought to you by Stadium and Gale. Uh, First, we're going to talk about the junior college offensive tackle, Jordan Herman, 2022 late addition to the class, monster of a man at about six foot eight, 350 to 360 pounds. Uh, attends Hutch Community College in Kansas. Um, to, to me, it looks like a depth piece. Um, just trying to add to the offensive line room. I know there was quite a bit of conversation from Coach Napier about how he thinks they have a solid starting unit. Uh, but after about the first six to seven guys, you start to see a little bit of drop off. And it seems like this is something that they wanted to add bodies to the room. I don't necessarily expect him to contribute a lot right away, um, but somebody that can definitely add competition and definitely size to that room. Uh, Nick, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you, this is a guy that, like you said, he's not going to come in and contribute right away, but this is a guy that uh, Rob Sale is going to have a lot of fun coaching, a lot of fun developing. He's 6'8", 360 pounds. He's a huge guy. Uh you know, played two years at the JUCO level, started 10 times. Uh, and this kind of this kind of pickup reminds me a lot of the Cameron Waits uh, deal. You know, these these big guys that they, you know, they're depth pieces, like you said, and, and they're going to have a lot of fun developing this guy. And, you know, who knows, down the road, maybe two years, he might find himself uh, playing uh, on the field in the orange and blue. So uh, I think this is, was a good depth piece. Um, it's definitely something to be excited about. Absolutely, man. Uh, kind of transition over to just like a general overview of recruiting here. Um, obviously, you see a lot of uh, if you're on social media, if you're on Twitter, you see a lot of kids tweeting out offers. We've got a lot of offers going out, uh, not just to high school recruits for the 2023 class, but also 
junior college recruits. You've got some transfers visit campus. Um, a lot of guys getting offers. A lot. They really seem to be casting a wide net. I know a lot of people and a lot of uh, fans like to focus in on certain guys, um, and rightfully so. You have your guys that you really like. Um, just to kind of use an example, uh, running back position, you've got guys like Cedric Baxter, Trayon Webb, uh, guys that everybody's kind of zeroed in on as the what they think should be or want to be the running backs of this class. Um, but they've offered two to three running backs in the last couple weeks um, in addition to that. And I think a lot of fans are talking about how, oh, man, if they're offering other guys, they must not be doing very well for the guys like Cedric Baxter, the guys like Richard Young. Um, and I don't think that's the case in this situation. While I do think there is work to do for guys like that, um, they seem to be casting a wide net wide net at all positions um, and really trying to create, I think, inroads, not just for this class, but in, for the future. You got to remember, these are guys that are just now getting to a school like Florida. A lot of them were at smaller schools before uh, getting to getting to UF. So you have to create relationships with high schools. You have to create relationships with um, people in certain areas across the country. Um, and I think a lot of those offers are, are a, an attempt to do that. Yeah, if I could add something uh, real quick. I, I agree. I think uh, when you offer a kid, you're not only offering him to, to come play football, but you are creating a platform, a connection uh, with that school, You know, whether that's at the JUCO level, the high school level. Every offer that goes out, every visit that happens creates a connection between the school and the coaching staff. And, and that's something to, to keep an eye on moving forward with you know all these uh, offers going across the board. Absolutely. And speaking of offers and prospects, uh, we've got several players uh, that recently have narrowed their schools down. Um, we're just kind of going to go down the list of a few players uh, that have taken their offer list down. Um, I won't cover anybody that's released more than a top 10. Um, I'm not a huge fan of kids releasing top 17s or top 13s or what have you. Um, I think you really have to start paying attention once it gets down to about five or six. Um, but we'll name a couple of other guys that have released something just a little bit more than that um, here when we name these players off. Uh, first off, you've got wide receiver Tyler Williams um, from Lakeland High School that has narrowed his schools down to a top 10. Uh, most notably in those schools are Georgia, Alabama, Florida, um, Clemson, a couple of big name programs in there. Uh, IMG uh, defensive lineman Will Norman, who many consider to be uh, right there with Florida, has dropped it to a top seven. Uh, Tony Mitchell, a five-star defensive back out of Alabama, who many people believe is going to come down to Florida and Alabama, uh, dropped his top five. Uh, wide receiver Jonte Cook from Texas dropped his top five and surprisingly had Florida in that group. Uh, he's not yet visited Florida, um, and he's somebody that, quite frankly, I didn't think Florida really had much of a chance. Um, so it's, it was a bit surprising to see Florida in his top five, um, but a good a good uh, sign nonetheless um, for her, for Florida to be in that top group. Uh, Nick, if you want to go over the rest. Yeah, and so we had Peter Woods, uh, five-star defensive lineman from Thompson High School, dropped his um, his list, and I think, uh, and I don't have the exact teams on here, but I know Florida um, was kind of a kind of a surprise to be on that list. Um, I know uh, 
uh, he hasn't visited yet, but I believe we're getting him on campus, uh, um, which is definitely a great thing. That's a that's a big time recruit there. And Connor Straw, he's a 6'6", 345-pound offensive tackle, three-star, dropped his top five, Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M, Florida, and Auburn. Um, and yet that's another big tackle that we're, uh, that we're looking at there. So that's another good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Then just to close out that list, you've got uh, Cedric Baxter, who I mentioned earlier, dropped a top five, um, somebody that I know all a lot of Florida fans are very familiar with. And then just earlier today, Sharif Denson, uh, cornerback out of Jacksonville Bartram Trail High School, just dropped his top five. Many people uh, think that Florida has a very good shot to land him. He is a prospect who, whose parents attended the University of Florida Early in the process, he was very high on Florida uh, under the previous staff. I'm not sure, honestly, where he sits on Florida's defensive backboard. That board is is chock full of primetime prospects. Um, so I think Denson is one of those guys that you get him on campus and you see kind of where things stand, um, and then you kind of make a decision on, on that recruitment later on down the line. Um, and then moving over, we've got uh, several prospects that have actually locked in uh, official visits with Florida. Uh, real important dates for a lot of these guys. Um, first off, uh, the first official visit weekend that Florida has uh, set up is, is going to be a big one. It's June 3rd. Uh, offensive lineman Bryce Lovett, who is actually set to commit uh, later on this month, um, would end up taking his official visit after announcing his commitment to his uh, school of choice. Uh, as Nick mentioned, Connor Stroh is in that group, uh, has his official visit locked up for June 3rd. Jor DB Jordan Castell from West Orange High School, linebacker Jordan Hall from IMG, another linebacker Raul Aguirre uh, from Georgia, D lineman Anthony James from out in Texas. He's a Texas A&M commit. And then finally running back Trayon Webb from Jacksonville Trinity Christian. Um, he has his official visit set for June 3rd also uh, with a plan to commit later in the month of June, which we will touch on a little bit later. Um, the next big official visit weekend uh, is going to be the next weekend, June 10th. Uh, Nick, if you want to run down that list for us. Yeah, so I just mentioned Peter Woods, uh, the five-star defensive lineman. He'll be there June 10th. Uh, we have offensive lineman Peyton Kirkland, uh, and Lucas Simmons uh, will be joining him as well. Uh, linebacker Malik Bryant will be in attendance, and wide receiver Eugene Wilson will also be there June 10th. June 10th is a big weekend for the Gators. We could uh, hopefully – turn some heads uh, with some big names there like Peter Woods and, and Malik Bryant. Um, we should feel pretty comfortable with a couple of the other guys on that list, but uh, hopefully it's a, it's a, that, that'll, that'll be a weekend to turn some heads for some of the guys we may not be uh, feeling as hot with right now. Absolutely. And then just uh, as of right now, rounding out the month of June for those official visits, um, you've got two prospects set to visit uh, June 17th. That is DB Bryce Thornton. Uh, and then defensive lineman Keldrick Falk. Thornton is a product of Milton High School in Georgia. His father was a Georgia Bulldog, but it looks like Florida is really pushing the right buttons with this young man. Um, I believe he's a three-star composite, or if he's not currently, he was previously. Um, somebody that I think is uh, a bit underrated by some sites. 
um, and really, really plays the game well. Um, and then another one, uh, the last official visit that we see thus far for the month of June is going to be on June 24th, and that is wide receiver Andy Jean from Miami Northwestern High School. He is a former University of Miami commit. Um, he is somebody that I think a lot of fans are really, really high on. Um, he's about six foot one, six foot two, does a great job of getting on top of the DB and catching the ball. Um, now I will say with two wide receivers already committed, which we will um, touch on later on in this, this episode, uh, wide receiver is going to fill up pretty quick. Uh, it seems with a lot of these prospects that Florida is after and looks to have a pretty good shot at landing. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what, once things kind of shake out where that wide receiver room and where that wide receiver board itself uh, stands. Yeah, absolutely. I could see the the wide receiver room going in, uh, in, you know, several different directions here. Uh, one name that I was, we already mentioned was Tyler Williams. And I know he only uh, cut down his list to the, to the final 10. But one thing that was interesting to me about that is there was no FSU, no Miami and no UCF. Um, and, but there was USF, which I thought was really interesting. So we have, you know, three programs in Florida that did not make his top 10. Um, so I think Florida fans should be uh, feeling pretty good about where we are with him just because not many, uh, not many other uh, programs uh, in Florida uh, are, are made his top 10. So moving on, we have, um, we have some, some major commits here with, uh, with commitment dates, with scheduled commitments. Uh, so we have Bryce Lovett is going to commit on May 16th. Trayon Webb is going to commit on June 30th. Uh, along with Derek LeBlanc, Peyton Kirkland, and Malik Bryant, they will commit on July 23rd. So those are locked in uh, commitment dates uh, as we speak. Yeah, you've got uh, the – the ever-elusive triple commitment uh, set for LeBlanc, Kirkland, and Bryant, all Orlando area prospects that are going to announce their college decisions uh, all at the same place, same time. Um, a lot of people do believe that the Florida Gators are the leaders for guys like LeBlanc and Kirkland, with Malik Bryant kind of being the wild card in that group. Um, he did name Alabama his leader after coming back from a visit up there. Uh, somebody that I think should should Alabama really push and press the right buttons for him, I think it'd be hard for him to turn down the Crimson Tide with their track record of, of producing linebackers to the NFL. Um, but he is an Orlando kid. He's not far from Gainesville, um, has a relation to the program, and uh, is somebody that I think – that official visit that we mentioned um, for June 10th could go a long way in helping Florida out in his recruitment. Um, obviously, guys like Lovett and Webb seem to be, uh, I don't want to say locked up, but a very, very, very favorable situation that Florida's in right now for those guys. Um, Lovett will be making his commitment, like Nick said, on the 16th, which is exactly a week from when we're recording this today, Monday night, uh, and he is announcing that commitment on his birthday. Um, and then Trayon Webb, obviously the cousin of former Gator defensive back D Webb, who has been on campus numerous times. Um, and really just 
has glowing reviews about the Gators every time he steps off campus uh, from a visit. Seems as though he could be one of the cornerstones of Florida's class um, here in the not too distant future. Um, I will, I do want to mention one uh, prospect who hasn't locked in a commitment date yet, um, but did say he wants to commit sometime around June, which was a huge surprise to me. Um, I thought he was a prospect that was going to try and wait it out, take all of his visits, um, go through the process. Um, and that's um, elite cornerback from Lake Gibson High School, Cormani McLean. Uh, Cormani, typically when you get a kid that's of his status um, in the recruiting rankings, known as one of the top three to five prospects in the country across the board, um, they usually wait until either early signing day, national signing day, or like an All-American game to announce their commitment. Um, so for him to say he wants to to go ahead and pull the trigger on on his college decision early and in the month of June or around the month of June, like he said, uh, is big. So if Florida could get a kid like that to commit that early, um, that would be huge for not just the perception of the 2023 class itself, but the perception of Coach Napier and their staff all together on being able to land what is considered one of the nation's elite prospects. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, like you said, he is, if he is one of the best, if not the best uh, prospect in high school football right now. And, and I think, uh, you know, getting him to commit is, is great, obviously, but getting him to commit in June or possibly, you know, early July is another, is a whole nother deal because, you know, he's one of those, he's a domino effect recruit. You get him, then you have, you know, these are these other players, they start to fall right in order. So this commitment is possibly the biggest uh, uh, one to follow as a Gator fan. Uh, we should be really excited. I, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I think it's it's either Florida or Alabama at this point. Um, it's always tough to pull from Nick Saban, but uh, it's something that if Billy Napier uh, and his and his staff can do, it'll be uh, it'll be a great thing for Florida Gators. Absolutely. Um, and then on to the, the, the part that we've all been kind of excited about uh, after this week. Uh, Florida landed two commitments this weekend, uh, one from offensive lineman Nyjah Harris from IMG Academy. Uh, Billy Napier in six months on the job has been able to pull two prospects from IMG, something that uh, no coach at Florida has been able to do since the inception of IMG's football program in 2013. Uh, Billy Napier has been able to break the quote unquote IMG curse now landing his second prospect um, in Harris, who I think is a phenomenal, phenomenal offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman. And then of course, uh, Creed Whittemore listed as an athlete plays quarterback in high school, um, but is committed to play wide receiver at Florida, see him fitting in the slot and is the younger brother of current Florida wide receiver, Trent Whittemore. Um, and then, about three weeks ago, uh, another wide receiver decided to commit to Florida, uh, becoming the first prospect to commit to Coach Billy Napier uh, for the 2023 class, and that was wide receiver Tyree Patterson from Eustis, Florida. Uh, Nick, if you would like to kind of give us a little bit of an overview on what you think about uh, uh, Nigel Harris's game, maybe a little bit about uh, Creed Whittemore and Tyree Patterson as well. Absolutely. So, with Najee Harris, he's um, 
it's he's obviously a bigger guy. I believe he's uh, 6'3", 335 pounds or so. Uh, interior uh, offensive lineman. Uh, he could see he I think he grades as a guard, but I believe he has some experience with snapping the football as well. So we could possibly see him in a center role uh, down the road. An interesting note about Harris is that he is a three year starter at IMG, which is almost unheard of uh, with IMG, um, the IMG Academy. They they obviously produce some of the best athletes in football. So if you could start three years there, you're you're probably going to be pretty developed and ready to play at the next level. Uh, he's a fantastic run blocker, one of the probably one of the best in in the entire country at that. He does have work to do in pass protection, uh, but that is something that he can work on uh, as he kind of molds his uh, body into uh, prime form when he gets on campus. Um, and then you have Creed Whittemore, who is a actually a high school quarterback, although he's grading obviously as a wide receiver, just like his brother. Uh, and the reason he plays quarterback in high school is simply because he is the best athlete on the, on the field, uh, for his high school. So, um, if you've seen his tape, his tape speaks for itself. He's an explosive player. Uh, he finds the holes with ease. Uh, you know, he glides when he runs, he's a, he's a track star. Um, He's one of my favorite uh, recruits uh, in this 2023 class uh, simply because he's just a dynamic playmaker. Uh, and, the t- and like I said, the tape speaks for itself. Um, and then we have Tyree Patterson, who uh, was a, is a three-star prospect. And, but, you know, when you watch his tape, he, he finds he, – uh, he, I think he had 13 touchdowns in high school. He, he finds a way to get open uh, almost every single play. Uh, and he's, sim- he's like Creed Whittemore. He, he finds the open space relatively easy. Uh, he runs a four five forty, So he's definitely not slow by any means. Um, and I think, I think he's an underrated, underrated prospect. I think a lot of, I think when he was, when we, you know, received his commitment, I think a lot of fans kind of shrugged their shoulders and, and, you know, thought why this early and, and whatnot. And obviously the recruitment process is not over, but he's a player that he can score touchdowns. He gets open. Uh, they use him a lot in the screen packages, uh, which we could see Billy Napier utilize as well. So we should be really excited about these three uh, commitments that we have received in the last uh, three, four weeks. So, Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Nick. I know a lot of uh, – I, I kind of did a lot of uh, defending of the Tyree Patterson um, take on the timeline. I am one of the few people that have had the opportunity to see Tyree in person. Uh, while not in pads, it was in a camp setting. Um, he's got a great frame, man. He's about six foot two, 180 pounds, um, really well built. And he, like, like you said, he just kind of glides. Um, he's not, doesn't have elite speed, but he just finds a way to get past defenders. He, he sets up his routes well, very subtle cuts, doesn't really lose speed when he's making his cuts. Do I think he's an elite wide receiver prospect? No, I do not. But if do I think he's somebody that is able to and worthy of playing at the University of Florida? Yes, I do. Um, Patterson, so I was at the camp. I was able to see him in person. Um and I was actually able to talk to former NFL wide receiver Chris Chambers um, about the camp. Um, and I did not mention Tyree's name at all. I just walked up to, to Chris Chambers and said, hey, man, can you kind of point out somebody that has really impressed you today? Somebody that you think uh, is somebody that can play at the, at the next level, at, the, at a high level. Um, and without any hesitation, he pointed right at Tyree Patterson. And this was even before Florida had extended that offer out to him. Um, and I know a lot of people on the timeline were saying, well, just because he played in the NFL doesn't mean he can evaluate talent. Uh, I, I guess you could say that, but this guy played with the best in the world for 
multiple years. He saw very good wide receivers. He saw very good players every day in practice. So I think that gives him a little bit of a little bit of a leg up on the evaluation process than some of these keyboard warriors we find on Twitter. Um, and then uh, I have had the opportunity also to see Creed Whittemore in person, um, actually playing the wide receiver position at Friday Night Lights last year. Um, and I know a lot of people also were a little bit bit reserved or a bit skeptical um, about a quarterback, a high school quarterback's ability to translate um, into a quality and early impact wide receiver. Um, kind of mentioning Kadarius Tony in the process, how it kind of took him three to four years to really develop the nuances of route running and making sure he's doing the right things as a receiver. Um, but I, I do know that Kadarius Tony during his high school recruit recruitment um, was never playing wide receiver. He was playing quarterback. He was playing, he was playing as an athlete with the ball in his hands immediately. Um, I don't know that I ever saw him play wide receiver at a camp. Um, Creed Whittemore is one. He's fast. Uh, he's clocked a sub 1100 meter multiple times this year in track. Um, and as somebody that is a little bit more developed as a route runner than a lot of wide receivers, to be honest with you. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with who his family is. Uh, both of his brothers played division one college football. Uh, Trent is obviously at Florida right now as a wide receiver. Um, so I think Trent might, may have kind of helped him out a little bit with a little bit of the nuances of what it takes to be a, a division one or a power five wide receiver. Uh, but seeing Creed at Friday night lights last year, he was almost unguardable. Um, and he's gotten bigger, faster, and stronger since then. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you mentioned where we mentioned last episode that, you know, we kind of have to get away from these, these, I think you called it tree trunk wide receivers, um, you know, guys that, you know, they can catch the football and they can go up and get it, but they, they, they kind of lack explosiveness and, and, and runs after catch and, and things like that. And I think what, what we look at with these two commitments in, in Whittemore and Patterson is these are guys that are twitchy. They're guys that can find the open space with ease um, and they can make plays, especially Creed Whittemore. Like you said, he's a track star. Um, and, and Patterson, just watch his tape. He, he just finds a way to get open. Uh, and he makes it look effortless. And and I think that's what Billy Napier is kind of looking for in, at the receiver group uh, in this class. You know, you look at guys like uh, Eugene Wilson and uh, Aiden Mazel and, you know, prospect Andy Jean. These guys are all track stars. They're all guys that run track at high school. They are state finalists. Uh, so we're looking for this speed, this twitch, this, this you know, br this run after catch, these, these kind of qualities in wide receivers, this class that should make us all excited because – Quite frankly, right now we are lacking that on our team going into this next season. Uh, so that's something that Billy Napier has has recognized and, and is trying to fix. Absolutely. Uh, you make a great point because uh, Billy Napier in his press conferences continues to reiterate that the things that they're looking for when they go and recruit are height, weight, and verified speed. Um, and the verified speed component is what you're seeing from guys like Creed Whittemore, guys from, like, from Aiden Mizell. Uh, guys like Eugene Wilson, Tyree Patterson, Andy Jean, like you said, all good, good explosive players. You've got Mizell clocking a, I think a 10, 600 meter uh, this last weekend in the, in the foray uh, track meet uh, Creed Whittemore with a sub 11. Uh, you've got Andy Jean, who's on, I think uh, with a favorite to be the state championship 400, four by 100 meter team in Miami Northwestern. So height, weight, and verified speed are very important to Coach Billy Napier and his staff. 
Um, and it looks like they're doing an excellent job of recognizing that and going and getting it with uh, these wide receiver prospects and really just all prospects across the board. Absolutely. And and all and and definitely at the the tackle position as well. You said height uh and speed and, and you look at some of these these offensive tackles that we're looking at. They are 66667 68 even um all 330 plus. Uh he wants guys that are that look the part and can play the part and he's going after them. Absolutely, man. Well, appreciate you guys joining us this evening. Uh, we had a fantastic time breaking down some of these guys, talking about the future uh, visits, uh, and uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Look forward to talking more Gator football, Gator recruiting with you here, Nick. I know we've got a few more commitments coming up over the next month, month and a half. Uh, look forward to doing another show and hopefully having a lot more to talk about with these guys. Yes, sir. Incoming facts from Stadium and Gale. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.